Well, we promised not one mailbag episode, but two mailbag episodes this week. And we're not lying. We have another one for you today. Yeah. And this one is all over the map. Okay. We're talking attendance. We're talking jerseys. We're talking prospects. So let's get started right now. You are Locked On Rays, your daily Tampa Bay Rays podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, my name is Kevin Weiss. I'm Ulysses Sombrano. And we are the host of the Locked On Rays podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Thank you for making us your very first listen every day. Be sure to check out and subscribe to our YouTube channel at Locked On Rays. You can also find us on social media and email us anytime, lockedonrays at gmail.com, voice memos preferred. All right, uh, we have a host of mailbag questions to, to get to on this episode, three of them to be exact. So let's not dilly-dally. Let's get right into them. This first one from Cody Robinson says, hey guys, I'm a big sports jersey fan and feel that outside of the Devil Rays throwbacks this year, our jersey lineup was pretty subpar with only the white home jersey and the Navy and Columbia blue jerseys worn on the road and at home. I'm not the biggest fan of the Columbia blue jersey with the ray of sun on it, and the Navy jersey doesn't do much for me either. Having said all that, do you expect the Rays to change anything uniform-wise next year? Will they keep the same lineup or switch out a jersey or even leave the Devil Rays Friday jersey since the 25th anniversary is over? Which jersey would uh, would you all like to see that maybe hasn't been used for a while? I personally want to see the Columbia Blue Rays and the Road Grays again. Bonus question. Do you think we'll get a city connect? If so, what would you like to see on it? A lot of good stuff from who wrote this? Cody Robinson. Cody, thank you so much for writing to us and for being an active YouTube commenter. We really appreciate you trying to grow our community on YouTube. Uh, Thank you so much for doing that. Um, (sighs) Cody, a lot of stuff there. Um, Regarding the city connect... I will say it's it's like it has to happen soon. Like it, every other team pretty much has one. So at some point the Rays better get theirs. And maybe conspiracy theory or little peek behind the curtain. Um, I'm just spitballing here. Maybe there was some delay on the City Connect until there was some more clarity and finality with the stadium situation, oh, you know, are the Rays going to be in St. Petersburg long-term? Are they going to be in Tampa Bay long-term? I don't hate this conspiracy theory because let's get, who's the other team that is having a whole stadium issue? Oakland. The Oakland, soon to be Las Vegas Athletics. And guess what? They don't have a City Connect. Yeah. So I they probably didn't want to put the time, effort, or wherewithal into that. I mean, they can barely get the baselines uh, even and straight. So you know, they, they don't send their their TV and radio guys on the road to. to oh, no, that's Anaheim. No, Oakland points. does. Anaheim does not. Imagine okay. that. Imagine well, how bad you have. To Oakland be. has a subpar operation going on. Yes, they, they've got a raccoon in one of the play by play boxes. Um, yeah. No. So I like your conspiracy theory. I, I would subscribe to that. 
Uh, the Columbia okay. jerseys with the sunburst. I'm sorry. With you. Uh, the, you know, the, the light blue with the sunburst on the mm-hmm. left. I'm a hundred and ninety five percent with you, Cody. I do not like it. I do not like it one bit. I think it's it screams spring training. I think mm-hmm. it's kind of lazy that the Rays have just said, hey, why don't we just take this on the road with us for the whole year instead of like having the road grace or just yeah. being a little bit more creative and doing something like I I do not I I 100% agree. I do not yeah. like the light blue with the sunburst. It screams March to me and I don't need to see March in September. No, yeah. It's a little stale for sure. Uh I mean Cody again you put a lot of points and questions in there regarding the uh jerseys which I like we appreciate, you know, not just having to focus about things on the field, you know, what's a guy's OPS and uh, yeah. ERA and all that. Um, one thing I am curious about is if and when the Jersey patch will come to fruition, if uh, the Rays will find a, a suitable partner and buyer for that. Uh, I think it's uh, inevitable that that'll be an option down the road. Um, I personally have always been a fan of the black throwback devil Rays jerseys and the purple throwback devil Rays Jersey. I just, I like that look and, and throwing it in every once in a while, I think is a nice treat. Um, as far as the city connect goes, um, I'm just hoping that it looks more along the lines or as I should say this, it is as cool and sharp as what the Colorado Rockies do, what the white Sox do, what even the Astros do with their space city angle, the Cubs and Wrigleyville. Um, I have a feeling that, well, obviously the Rays want to tie this to St. Petersburg slash Tampa Bay. So it could be something in the realm of an ode to St. Petersburg nickname of Sunshine City, or you do kind of a twist on the Rays slash Devil Rays, you know, Tampa Bay Stingers or Tampa Bay Mantas, uh, Tampa Bay Tropics. I don't know. Just the, that's really all I've got off the top of my head. But no, I, I'm, I'm hoping it looks uh, sharp and uh, it kind of fits into the the theme of some of the other city connectors. I hope they don't, you know, flop it and, uh, you know, turn it into Boston Red Sox, which is just a joke. Like, I, I want it to be something where it's like, OK, I want to go out and buy that or I want to see that or I want to get my hands on that. Yeah, that's 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 the one requirement. I want it to be cool enough that I'm like, I'm buying that. Yeah, I'm buying that jersey. Like that's that's all we we can hope for. So I I I want it to be creative. I want it to feel new. I want it to feel fresh. But I also want it to feel like a friend that I've known for a long time, mm-hmm. and 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 something that harkens back to to the history of what the team is, and 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 somehow connected to the city. If that's Tampa, if that's St. Pete, if that's both of them. Uh, if you can find some communality between both and, and then kind of join that, I think that would be fantastic. But, uh, you know, the, it's in the little details like uh, with with those jerseys, those City Connect jerseys. So mm-hmm. I'm sure it's going to be awesome. Um, I, I can't wait uh, for it. But um, you said something I really liked. Can we switch the light blue Columbia burst for the black Devil Rays throwback jerseys? I'm for it. That's sexy. Yeah. I, I like, like that, that look. 
Yeah. And maybe that's something that they incorporate with the city connect. If I had to guess, you know, there will be maybe some sort of tie in with beaches, with palm trees, with uh, some sort of uh, crustacean, <laughs> whatever a, a manta ray or a devil ray is, uh, you know, Wait. some sort of underwater element. Pause. Would you be okay with the race saying we're not going to have devil rays whites on Friday, throwback Fridays for Randy land. We're not doing that anymore. We're doing home whites, but we take away the light blue uh, burst and we're going to give you either the throwback from Friday or the, the black throwback what do you say yeah I'd, I'd be fine with any and all of that because uh i am not as in, invested and concerned about uh, what the players on the field are wearing day in and day out uh, i just think the the devil race jerseys are cool but uh normally i i really wouldn't uh, give much of a hoot i just want them to win in whatever jersey or uniform that they're comfortable in uh and just uh you know whatever whatever the players like and enjoy and appreciate I'm for that. So what? I want to hear uh, again. I, I go back to the Deion Sanders quote: "Look good, yeah. feel good, feel good, play good, play good. They pay good, pay good, live good." So if so good. the players feel like they look good in whatever uh, they're wearing and donning, then it it should snowball in a positive direction from there. Pretty sure they had a really good record on uh, Throwback Fridays or Flashback Fridays. Right. Um, with those Devil Rays jerseys, I think they only lost three times or four times like this this year. It was it was something uh, nutty, but 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 I I I understand what you're saying that it's not important. Um, I, I'm not saying it's not important. I mean, I, I guess it is. I just don't care all that. No, much. I know, I know, yeah. and that's fine, and that's fine. I want to hear you two people. Which yeah. one is? I want to hear your favorite and your least favorite. So again, we have the home whites, we have the uh, devil race uh, flashback, the navy blue, and then we have the light blue with the sunburst. I want to hear what's your favorite jersey and what's your least favorite of those four options. Mm. Go. Very good. Uh, there's another point on the jersey conundrum, but I lost my chain of, uh, train of thought. I was just thinking that, yeah, I just want to... Um, with the Jersey patch thing, like I, I just don't want the uniforms to become like a NASCAR outfit. So that's, that's really my biggest uh, bugaboo and, and concern yeah. with all that. Uh, I will now, now I know where I was thinking, did the Rays sell any merchandise of the throwbacks in the names of modern players? Like, could you get a Randy Rosarena Jersey or Jersey in the throwback uniforms, I assume I you can't say yes. Okay, yeah, because I I would be more apt to purchase something like that. Yeah, um, yeah. just for a little change up. So, all right, uh, we have more questions to get to. Thank you, Cody. Uh, and we have to tell you this: October baseball is back, and you can make your postseason debut with FanDuel. It is America's number one sports book. Join FanDuel today, and you'll get started with two hundred dollars in bonus bets guaranteed. When you place your first $5 bet, just visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to create your new account. Then you can get in on the action from the first pitch until the very last out. 
bet on everything from strikeouts to home runs to who will win the dang game. And if you don't want to wait the whole game to get your W, well, what you can do is predict what will happen in the next at bat with a really awesome feature called Quick Bets. So head on over to FanDuel.com slash LockedOn, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N right now. Step up to the plate this postseason with $200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Make every moment more with FanDuel. They are the official sports betting partner of Major League Baseball. Okay, question number two on today's episode from Harrison. Uh, Harrison says... Kevin and Ulysses, I am not an OG listener, but I haven't missed an episode in the last year and a half since I found you. I know we got roasted nationally for the low uh, for the low attendance at the two home playoff games this year, and really, rightfully so. I wonder, though, what percentage of attendance at Rays games are children, and how many did not go because it was a Tuesday and Wednesday and parents didn't pull them out of school to go and therefore didn't go themselves because of school and after school sports, practices, events, etc. I did buy tickets for the ALDS, now refunded, and not the wild card because of my daughter's school schedule, knowing we could never get there without pulling her out early. The first ALDS home game would have been a 4.30 p.m. start, which we could have managed. Thanks and love listening to you, too. Uh, you do a great job. Well, thank you, Harrison. We appreciate the comment and questions and uh, takes there. Yeah, thank you, Harrison. That's awesome. I'm, I'm glad that you found us and we have become part of your routine. That's really cool. That's really awesome. And we don't take that for granted. So really, thank you so much. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, just going back here um, to Harrison's point, 19,704 on Tuesday, <sighs> 20,198 on Wednesday. God, it's just, it's, it should be both combined yeah. for one. Well, here's what the funny thing is. Um, you know, I guess that's, you know, 70% capacity of 25,000. Like the trop, when you don't have the tarps covering a number of seats. I mean, you could get that thing up to 35, 36,000. Yeah. But really quote unquote, full capacity in quotation marks uh, is 25, 26,000. But that's the regular season. They opened up the, the upper deck. They chose to do that. And then, so that's why it's 19 K out of 36 K. Hmm. It's 20 K out of, 36 gay it's not not good yeah it also uh as you know i'm sure people know by now uh the figure of 19704 was the lowest non-covid year attendance for a postseason game in 104 years so 104 years go back to 104 years ago where dudes were probably smoking cigarettes in between innings 104 years ago was 1919. Literally, World War One had just yeah. finished. The great it, guys the were taking part, horse and buggies to the game. In 1919, it wasn't even known as the was as World War One. It was just known as the Great War. Okay, yeah. Charles Chaplin wasn't a thing. 1919, 
women's suffrage hadn't even been a thing. Yeah. I'm, there's there's a lot of things you could go to uh, 140 did, years ago. Did sure. peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, were they a thing in American culture in 1919? I don't think so. Could you buy alcohol at games? Was it still Prohibition era? I'm a little uh, I think foggy you, on my history. I think you still could, 1919. Okay. But it was like, oh, Barely. Boy. Yeah. That's dirty Wait, water right there. I, I just looked it up. Yeah. Transportation well, that, of alcoholic beverages in the United States from 1920 to 1933. Prohibition lasted. So, so that year, was. So yeah, they, were still, they were still okay, 1919. Okay. My gosh. Yeah, because women's suffrage was in 1920. Oh, my goodness. This is <laughs> this is so bad. And I know, again, there are many factors of why the attendance was the way that it was. People that live in Tampa Bay, we know all of these. Right. I'm not even going to get into it. You guys. Well, know. I think some points that maybe have not been mentioned as much as kids in school there was short notice it's middle of the day you basically have to take the full day off for tuesday and or wednesday i'll add this um i think what happened on tuesday and the lackluster performance probably discouraged people from wanting to go on wednesday outside of yourself and a couple others the other thing too is um you are once you hit October, maybe even a little bit earlier now, you are in the throes of snowbird season and people migrating down to Florida to spend their winters. And St. Petersburg, Tampa Bay as a whole, hospitality, tourism, service industry. A lot of people do not have the luxury of, hey, boss, I'm going to take tomorrow off. I'm going to take Wednesday off. No, You and just can't do that. And like Harrison mentioned, the, the amount of, you know, look, baseball is a, a family-friendly activity, an event, and there is a certain number of kids, teenagers, youth, whatever, that are going to be attending the game. So I think that the school schedules certainly make a difference too. But I think, um, you know, it's just if if you were on the Tampa side of things, I don't think you'd have a problem of you know, drawing 25, 26,000, but no, I, there were, no, there were a but, lot, a lot of different factors at play here. I would say. And that's, you know, we don't have kids. So uh, I don't think both our minds went there as a, as a number one of like, Hey, that's, that's why the, the attendance was low, you know? Yeah. Uh, but it's a good point. It's a family friendly event. It's a family fr friendly environment. And I believe that the race have done a really good job at making it a family fun environment and 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 you notice that and when you go to games i really do like that that's that's like the atmosphere that you that you give yeah. off it's very inviting what the race have done in tropicana field so um yeah i think it's definitely a factor in in, in that but i i want to believe yeah, it's that. hard for a parent to say yeah hey i'm i'm taking uh tuesday and wednesday off to go to the playoff games but kids stay in school <laughs> Yeah, you can't, or or what? You're just gonna lie to your kid, and be like, "Oh, I was stuck at work. That's yeah. why somebody else picked you up." And then, like, you know, all sweaty and and with raised gear on, like, you can't, right, right, can't and, do that. It, and again, I mean, just piggybacking off of that, it it really sucks for the playoffs because they worked so hard for six months, winning 99 yeah. games, and going through all that they did. 
uh, just a gut punch for them. No fire in the building. I mean, we we heard and saw the quotes from Pete Fairbanks, Taylor Walls, and others. Um, you know, just low energy atmosphere, which probably to there is a factor. There is a pie chart. I'm sure yeah. percentage, whether it's uh, you know two tenths of a percent or three percent of not having anything in the uh, in the building to to spark and light a fire under your butt to play harder and, and do something. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. And it's like, and it's not only like you giving it to your team, like those yellow towels and, and, and Troptober, like just being there for your guys, but it's also intimidating for the other team. Yeah. If the other team is not even intimidated because they can't hear you, like you're just basically, you're, you've, how much of a home field advantage do you really have? because of, of 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 your attendance like i think philly has shown that they can do that how many mm-hmm. others can can do that how many other fan bases can do that so and and how much can you affect the game if if you're a really good one if you're philly how much are yeah. you really affecting the game one percent two percent Whatever it is, I'm sure there's a factor, and it depends on a lot. You know, the experience of the player and and how quickly he gets rattled on the mound or at the plate. Yeah, there. Well, it, well, that 2%, it, it, it's all part of the equation. Well, when that two percent, let's say it's two percent, it's very minimal, but it's two percent at a particular moment in time. It can really do some damage. Yeah, a bobble, a a, a, a wrong pitch, a wild pitch, a wrong throw. You're basically taking everything out when you don't have that in in a playoff atmosphere when the when the rangers feel like they're just like playing in july they can play a little bit more relaxed oh for sure so yeah yeah, it's a shame it was a shame that is for sure uh so hopefully that isn't the case next season hopefully mlb gives us a little bit more notice probably not though and hopefully they get give us a better uh time frame uh but that probably won't happen either so uh my idea again if if the rays are under the impression and realize oh we're not gonna have a full building just start passing out tickets left and right call all all your corporate sponsors say here's 250 tickets hand them out to your employees make it work just flood flood the trop just walk in we or we we welcome your sick you're tired you're you know yeah, let's, you're tired. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you're rested. You're poor. Look, and, oh, and besides that, I think if you're a race fan, you've got a great alternative, which is using game time. Because mm. if you have to go to the race and you can just be like, you know what? I'm pretending to be sick today. I'm using game time. I'm using game time because they can help you find tickets without any frustration, without any, oh my gosh, oh, look at this tab. I got to tap this thing. I got to write. The-. No, no, no. So easy to use the game time app in last minute tickets. You've got flash deals. You've got zone deals. This is the game time app for you. And they're obsessed with finding ways to help you save money on tickets. Game time has deals on tickets right up to the start of the event. And even an hour after it starts. Okay. It's the place to find last minute seats. So perhaps before you do it next playoff game maybe you have a whole year to go somewhere fun and you can use game time you can take the guesswork out of buying tickets with game time download the game time app today create an account and use code locked on mlb to get 20 dollars off 
your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N-M-L-B for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets. Lowest price guaranteed. All right, uh, this final mailbag question from Jonathan. Jonathan says, well, two-part question here. One, when do you think Kevin Cash will get an extension? I understand we are at the end of the season, and we didn't win it all, but he has done a tremendous job. Number two, from watching Charleston the last couple of years, outfielder Shane Sazaki and infielder Willie Vasquez stuck out as having the tools last year as being a major leaguer. Do you think there's a chance they will get a look in the next year or so? Also this year, Xavier Isaac did a great job. What do you think his chances are of moving up to triple a love the show JJ from Hilton head, South Carolina, big golf country out there. Uh, so if somebody wants to purchase me a plane ticket and, uh, Round of golf, I would not be opposed to that. But uh, Jonathan, thank you for the questions. Jonathan, thank you so much for writing to us. I'm, I'm glad that you're able to to get to see some minor league baseball and, and the stars of tomorrow. That's awesome. I'm very jealous in a healthy way of you getting to do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so let's do – well, the Kevin Cash part, I think we've already talked about on Monday's episode, correct? Yeah. I, I mean, as far as the timing of when that extension comes – he signed through 2024. I would imagine they don't want that to be a, a lingering distraction and have him be a lame duck manager. So probably this off season is when we'll see that extension uh, come to play. Yeah. And I think, I don't know. I don't think managers are like players. Like I am not going to talk about my man, my, my, my contract status throughout the season. <laughs> yeah. Like I think if it happens in June, it happens in June. Right. You know, I don't think it's going to be a big deal. But I would imagine that they want to try to wrap it up yes. sooner than later. So there's yes. not that distraction and not that focal point of, are they real? It's, we're halfway through the season. I still haven't been approached. So yeah. what's the deal here? Yeah. Um, so there's that. Um, and yeah, as far as uh, a couple of prospects mentioned, Shane oh. Sazaki, I know that uh, one of the raised prospects that we had on over the last couple of years uh, noted how great of an all around athlete that he was. I can't remember who that was specifically who told us that, but I, I remember that. I think James it was Zizaki Logan Driscoll that the first yeah, time it could have been in his uh, first appearance with us. Um, I mean, he put up really good numbers this past season and he's as of right now, not like top 10, top 20, top 30, prospect i don't think in the rays organization but my advice is to just produce 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 just keep putting up numbers until you can't be ignored anymore wow. like mike brasso or jay cronin or something like that but if i had to guess um you know he'll you he might get picked up by somebody in the rule five that's the that's the point and with both of these guys with with shane sasaki and, and willie vasquez they're both rule five eligible so being both in double A and not really hearing a ton of them from Ray's uh, brass, could they surprise us and, 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 and keep them both? I don't think so. 
um, like add him into the 40 man. I don't think so. I mean, that's just, I just don't think very, very difficult enough room, quite frankly. No, there isn't. And here's the and, other but, thing too, with, uh, just one, one thing yeah. quickly on, um, Willie Vasquez. I didn't really mention him, but I mean, he has the, the look, the build great bat speed. Um, but I know there are questions about the angle of his, uh, of his swing, uh, translating to the upper levels of the minors. And I mean, the, the Rays have kind of been through this with Greg Jones of, tooled up freak athlete, but at some point you have to translate that into production and results. Like you can't have a 700 OPS in a ball or double a and, and expect us to, you know, keep trotting you out there. So yeah. uh, I, I just think he probably has ways and ways to go as well. Intriguing tools, but there's a lot of guys out there who have intriguing tools. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, I, I don't, I don't think we're going to see these guys added in the 40 man again, just to tease you guys this week, we will have our 40 man roster episode, which should be really, really fun. And we're going to make it as, um, as entertaining as we can and, and maybe interactive as well. Uh, could be a live show. We haven't figured that out yet, but, um, mm-hmm. so I don't think they make it on there, but also are they really going to get picked up? Because yeah, that's, that's a, the other thing. So if it, remember the, what happens with the rule five draft that they might have to keep them in their 26 man roster. And then if not, then they have to give them back for $25,000 if I remember correctly. So it's a, I, can we see them next year? Sure. But I don't think it's because um, they are next in line. I think no, it's probably like a Tristan gray situation of give them a cup of coffee and then, send them on their way. It's, yeah. They're not mainstays. I don't think, um, uh, could if they anything, be, probably could... just like most, just like the vast majority of prospects, uh, they're quad a guys. Honestly, I think the best result, unless they just start smashing, smashing S H smashing. Um, I think the, the best, uh, outlook they can they can have with the Rays in 2024 would be an Oslavis Basabe. Like that's top. Yeah. I mean at bats and, and playing time, like that would be huge yeah. for both of them. But I think that's a best case scenario. Yeah. And think about how many other guys are kind of in that mold of, you know, when's Austin Shenton getting his shot? When's Cameron Meisner getting his shot? When's uh you know just fill in the blank with Tristan with, Peters, friend of yeah, the program. All these names left yeah. and right, for sure. Yeah. Um, now, Xavier Isaac, yeah, no, I think that guy is a legit prospect. He's already risen up the ranks as a uh, top five, top 10 in the organization. Uh, now, as far as him making or, or reaching AAA next season, I know the Rays are uh, more willing to promote and elevate guys quicker than ever before but let's also keep in mind it was his first season of pro ball drafted out of high school just 19 years old um and i believe he finished the season in charleston um so i guess it's possible i think it'd be more of a cameo type of thing in triple a than anything but man he he can hit and i i just love the Rays thinking outside the box and, and going away from the, Hey, let's get the super athletic middle infielder type. We need a basher. 
we need a masher in Xavier Isaac at six foot four, 240 pounds, uh, only going to play first base, maybe relegated to DH. We'll take it. We, we need a middle of the order thumper down the line. And we think this kid could be it. So, I mean, he's, he was the, the highest drafted first baseman basically, um, in that draft and probably, you know, overall, you, you just don't see guys. I just like what they did. Um, oh, yeah. kind of, uh, you know, going a different route than they and so many other teams have beforehand and themselves too. You know, it's nice to get away from your mold and they went high risk, high reward. And, and, and hopefully the reward comes. It's, it, it was high risk. Now can the reward come? If you watch his videos uh, from this year, Go watch if you haven't go watch them. They're fun. He's a fun dude to watch yeah. smack a ball, uh, 400 plus feet. Like it's really, really cool. Now, I will say, according to the triple A thing, uh, will we see him? He's 19, fresh out of high school. Like, I got three words, uh, for Jonathan let him cook. Yeah, no, no, take your time. Do not, do not skip a step in the developing of this young man. Let him get as as much adversity as he can in high A, double A, triple A, everything that he can experience so that once he's in in, in MLB, which is going to be a culture shock of industry in of itself, he at least will have some uh, semblance of, oh, I I have kind of seen that before, even though like 99% of the stuff he's going to see, he has never seen before. But let's let's let, let's help him as an organization and as a fandom for that 1% that he does have a semblance of. Let's give him that. Uh, because again, this team won 99 games. I don't think Xavier Isaac is a savior by any means. No. So let him cook. I think that's fair. Um, now I was mistaken. He did play 12 games in Bowling Green this past season. So the majority of his season was at Charleston, then got the brief bump up to high A ball. So he still needs, you know, another 40, 50, 60 games in Bowling Green before the promotion of double A. And yeah. like you mentioned, young, fresh out of high school. Um, he's got a lot of instruction and a lot of learning to do just get rep after rep after rep soak as much as you can and uh, go from there and and keep putting up big numbers i mean he had a 903 ops with 19 homers and 77 rbis uh, in the minors this season at 19 years old he also look he is not a speedster by any means in fact that might be his worst quality is his uh his straight line sprint speed but he somehow some way had 12 stolen bases. I mean, maybe the larger bases did something, or maybe he he went on some court, uh, some sort of uh, strength uh, conditioning. He does look better. Program. Again, watch those videos. He physically he does yeah. look better than what he, uh, had been advertised, which speaks to his work ethic, which speaks to why maybe the Rays were willing yeah. to go high risk, high reward because they knew that this kid was going to put the work. Yeah. in to get better not only baseball but physique wise like awesome for him again if you have 10 minutes today race fans google xavier isaac and you're going to love what you're going to see from yeah. him smacking the ball yeah he's uh he's definitely a specimen and, and fun to watch and hopefully becomes uh that 
you know, 30 homer guy that the Rays are looking for, but we shouldn't be looking at him as the answer in 2024, 2025, maybe 2026, 2027. Like, yeah. and that's still probably pushing it a little bit. So maybe, yeah. Um, so yeah, so research him, check him out uh, and, and those other prospects as well. Uh, good question there from Jonathan. And I'll also add this about Xavier Isaac. I think it probably helped him in some shape or form of um, Charles 10 being just four hours from his hometown of Kernersville, North Carolina. I think that probably uh, made the the transition a little bit easier for him, knowing friends and family are just a couple hours away. Uh, now, when you get to Bowling Green and then you get to Montgomery and then you get to Durham, I, I honestly don't know the geographic um, comparisons between all those areas, but uh, you're going to have to grow up a little bit and, and things are going to change. So there's a lot of learning and developing uh, to go for him, but um, he could be uh, not as fast of a riser as junior Caminero, but he does have momentum on his side for sure. And like, where did this guy come from? Like we did not expect this, this soon from him. And I think we're starting to see some of that. So, all right. Uh, great questions there. Hope you all enjoyed. Uh, stay tuned for what we have on the rest of this week, the 40 main roster crunch, and maybe an episode or two with Evan Klosky as well. Stay tuned for all that. Hope you all have a wonderful day. Stay safe, and we will talk to you.